I am DJ Barbecue of the Kodai Radio Network. This is Uncut Live. I'm here with Otto, and you're going to have to excuse me, Otto, because you know I always say your last name wrong, but it's It's Gentile. Gentile. See, us Americans, you know, a little bit, we're kind of, you know, slow learners on how to say things correctly, but... Uh, yeah. No, brother, it's great to see you. Great to talk to you again. Um, we have some big news, ladies and gentlemen. Alberta, Calgary, Canada. Calgary, Alberta, Canada has the Alberta Wrestling Academy. And it's auto. It, it looks amazing. Um, like we were just discussing, that logo. I love it. I love everything about it. So let's, uh, let's give the rundown for the listeners and followers uh to you know about what going on with the the alberta wrestling academy all right so this has been a uh hang on one second hey you two shut up (laughs) gotta tell a couple students to quiet down Uh, so the alberta wrestling academy has been uh a 20-year dream in the making for myself and uh when I had a promotion called the Can-Am Wrestling Federation uh, uh, about 25 years ago, we started in 1996, and we started doing shows all over Canada. We At that time then, I had uh, three partner. Uh, there was three of us, myself, uh, Dr. Hannibal, Steve Gillespie, uh, may he rest in peace, yes. the, the guy that mentored me and trained me, and Steve Wild were partners with the Can-Am Federation, and we, we toured across Canada. And we were working mostly uh, with uh, First Nation communities, going into the communities, doing uh, drug and alcohol workshops, and then putting on a performance at night, kind of like a reward for the kids that came to the drug and alcohol workshops. And at the time, we actually created an acronym, CAN-AM, which stood for Constantly Against Narcotic and Alcohol Misuse. So that got us our foot in the door to go to all these First Nation communities and spread the word of, you know, trying to get these kids off drugs and alcohol. Because at the time, it was a really bad thing on the First Nation communities. So that's where we started. And uh, in that time, we wanted a facility that we could call our own so that we could develop our own stars to continue our show. But as you know, wrestling has a seven year up and a seven-year down. So in 2003, we were on the verge of that seven-year down, and it wasn't going anywhere, so we decided to close the doors. But lo and behold, 20 years later, here we are. We now have a beautiful facility that we can start creating our own stars, and I've decided to bring the Can-Am Wrestling Federation back. Well, Can-Am Wrestling Federation, but we got the F out. So it's Can-Am Wrestling. And uh, we're bringing back the history of Can-Am wrestling because I have all the footage from uh, many, many shows that we did. So uh, a lot of the fan interest has come back to wanting to see those matches again. So while we're presenting the history of Can-Am wrestling, we're creating the new stars. And we're going to create the new stars to do a new show called Can-Am Wrestling Tuesday Night Live on YouTube. Right on. Uh, give the listeners and followers a real quick, because some of them, you know, are new uh, to the pro wrestling uh, system. Uh, some fun, uh, listeners and followers are, you know, longtime, you know, pro wrestling fans. But just give us a rundown of like a few uh, greats that have came um, also on top of what you were just saying from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So you mean like the wrestlers that have come out of Calgary, Alberta, yeah. Canada? Yep. This this place was a hotbed in the 80s and 90s. I mean, we have uh, the Hart, legendary Hart family, uh, which Bruce Hart is my head coach here at the facility. Uh, I mean, he alone has trained over 50 world champions and trained them uh, to become world champions. Uh, there's Chris Jericho. There's uh, Lance Storm. There's uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, Owen yep. Hart. Uh, Davy Boy Smith, the Dynamite Kid, uh, Dr. D. David Schultz, Muckham Singh, Gamma Singh, the Cuban Assassin, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And uh, yeah, uh, now that we have uh, Bruce Hart here, he's uh, continuing his traditions uh, from the dungeon. 
Uh, we like to say it's from the dungeon to the penthouse in our school. So <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're trying to teach a new uh, a new breed of kids. But the thing is, is we're not just working with kids that can afford to do this. We're working with underprivileged kids, uh, kids with disabilities that uh, have the passion to do this. Uh, so that's the honor of this giving back to this professional wrestling sport that I love so much is working with kids that want to do this, but may have a difficult time trying to get this and working with them till they can get in there and actually perform. And I'm really proud to say that I'm working with a kid right now that's deaf in both ears. And uh, I'm telling you, man, this kid is uh, just taking me by my heartstrings and he's doing such an incredible, incredible job. The reason why I was asking you about some of the legends that have come from there, because like, you and I have talked quite a bit. We've talked for a long time, you know, got to know each other. The passion that comes out of you. I'm an old sports, like old football type coach, like attitude in sports. Like when I hear that passion from someone in anything that they're doing or anything they're passionate in, I get goosebumps. So every time I hear you talk about pro wrestling, it brings me back to that old 80s, the early 90s, like, you know, the excitement, that electricity that they had. So, I mean, this is awesome. Um, You talked to me. Uh, several weeks ago about like how you were doing with the underprivileged kids and all that stuff. What interested me is, is that even in football or any other sport, you have to adjust and adapt when it comes to some individuals that have certain disabilities. Now that's not the end all or be all to where they're never going to be able to excel, but you have to adapt as a coach. So me knowing that I've had to adapt with some of my students, some of my kids that I've coached, how do you adapt in that situation with pro wrestling? Well, it's the same thing. I, you know, you have to look at different ways to get the message of cross about what this wonderful sport is. And really, if you look at it back in the 80s, it was character driven. Yeah. So now what I try to teach these kids is to create your character, to become your character, and then the wrestling moves and the wrestling psychology inside the ring will come a lot easier. And it's the truth because now all these kids have, I've got about 18 kids in my, in my school right now, presently. And each one of these kids during this pandemic, we've had to think of different ways to coach. So I've adapted when we weren't able to get in here. So I created a promo contest. So these kids, I said, you have to create a character for these promo contests. You have to do these promos as your character so that we can develop your character through these these contests. And I'm telling you, man, these kids have shocked me to the point where myself and my partner were, were the judges in picking these, but now they've made it so difficult for me to try and pick a winner that I had to open it up to the entire school to put yeah. votes in because they are so damn good that it's scary, scaring me to death of what the possibilities for these guys really are. Is there certain, uh, you know, because I was just at uh, Nick Eugene Dinsmore's training facility with my son and, and helping him out, training the students there. Now, there's certain ways that you train each student. What do you do to adapt so then that student that has certain disabilities don't fall behind from the others that don't? Is there something that you kind of have to twist? Is there certain... Uh, signals that you have to use so they kind of get it so then they don't get hurt because we had to do that in football to where we had to have a certain like little baseball signals so they knew that they, hey this is what you have to do for this motion well it, working with a deaf person is is difficult as it is but we have we've adapted for signals for like if he if he doesn't hear something he understands not to go uh before he he understands what the move set that we're going to, we're going to do is next. You know what I mean? So we're trying to instill that in all these kids. And uh, the biggest lesson you can teach them is eyes and ears open and your mouth shut. And I mean, every, I think every yeah. professional wrestling school teaches these kids the same thing. If you really want to learn, that's what you have to do. You keep your eyes and ears open, your mouth shut, and you're going to learn incredibly fast. Yeah. So adapting to each style of child and uh, teenager that comes through here, we have two rings, so I try to kind of 
make one ring kind of the beginner ring and then the other one is the intermediate ring when they start getting it right so i'm hoping that everything i'm doing is working so far it seems to be everyone is starting to get it especially now that they've all developed their characters like i mean the deaf guy his name is Braden hearts he's uh He's developed a character through this pandemic called the virus. He's a Lucha character under the mm -hmm. mask, but I've helped him along to get this character to this next level. And now he's cutting promos like a professional and I'm really proud of him. And his message alone, getting his message out there to kids like him is going to be incredibly profound because you right. can do this even with disabilities i mean look at the one guy that uh you know made it all the way to wwe zach gowan with one yep, leg with one leg yep that's crazy you know what i mean who would have ever thought that a wrestler could do this with one leg well you know what now we have deaf a deaf kid that can do this yeah and, and i'm really proud of him and it, i want to take it to the next level i want to be able to perform the, these kids in a show so that they can show their talents so they can show the world that hey even with disabilities i can still succeed in life we had a we had a student that was in a school about a half hour from the city i live in and he played basketball and he was deaf and they absolutely amazed me because i'm an old uh, basketball like you know protege and that stuff you wouldn't believe it now because i like barbecue too much so i kind of beefed <laughs> up a little bit right so brother but the but the fact of the matter is is that he he used his sight yeah and he he could it, it was amazing because they, they would do the calls like they would do it too or they would you know whatever they needed to do to run the play and he would get it and it was so amazing and that coach i've talked to him too he had to adapt and he said it was unique on trying to you know help him but it was the eyes open the ear you know obviously you can't hear but the mouth shut and he just, he got it one after another, just one after another. And it was just amazing how much that kid excelled. And yes, when you see someone with that, um, that, that disability, my son has a disability with his rare eye disease. And when he sees individuals that are older than him succeed, when they have one, the, the sky's the limit, the, the, the positivity, the morale goes up for these other kids, these younger ones. And, the, and yeah, the sky's the limit for all of them. So I have to applaud you for being able to do this because it, it you, I don't think a lot of people understand the full capabilities of what this does for the younger generation. Like it, I mean, yes. it's just like a, a superhero a power, or, you know, a bolt of lightning going into him saying, yes, now I know I can do everything. Cause you know, I've, I didn't, I couldn't play football the best of my abilities when I was younger, but I learned and I learned and, you know, somebody showed me like, Hey, you know, I have ADHD. Oh, he can do it. He can be a coach. So, yeah, it, it does a lot and it goes a long way. So, oh, yeah. And especially with this pandemic now, the the mental issues that are coming out. Right. Another, another big thing. But how the, do you adapt know, to that? Well, I had to adapt because coming through this door, when they come through that door, they shut that door behind them. They leave the rest of the world out there and right. they come into a place that's negativity free. Right. Positive attitude, positive mindset. Every coach in here is here to help them succeed at their goals. Whatever their goals are, if they want to be a manager, they want to be a trainer, they want to be a, a, a superstar in the business. We are adapting so that we can make it work for each and every single student. And each and every single student is different. And that's the approach that we have to take as coaches. And the, the, the biggest thing is getting these kids in here that have it in their heart, in their head and in their heart and training them so that they look the part, they feel the part and they can be the part. Right. So, you know, we always hear so, from like... Okay. How Right. Well, we always hear from like, you know, we, we have people always ask the athletes the question, how was it to going through the pandemic? How was it to, to deal with this? You know, the, the, the old weight on the shoulders going through this. So let's let's go with this way, because you're a coach. How did you adapt? How did you handle it? How did it 
like how did it feel i mean pro wrestling is your life like how did it feel going through the pandemic and how did you adapt with that well i'll be honest man there was days where i didn't even want to get up yeah i had 18 kids that were looking to me to see what i was gonna do yeah so i had to adapt I had to keep their minds here in the wrestling. So uh, uh, making these contests so that they had something to think about and actually focus on their character development and wrestling was a world of difference Mm -hmm. because I got all of them to focus and and create something magical. These promos are incredible. And I mean, if anybody wants to go check them out, uh, Alberta Wrestling Academy on Facebook. All the promos are up there. We're in the midst of another uh, promo contest right now. We're in round three. We did a tournament one-on-one. Uh, we're right now. We have uh, the I guess the semifinals before the finals. It's a three-way dance between uh, the A side and the B side to get into it. Right. And I've I'm so looking forward to these promos. Because I think I have six of the top guys that are cutting promos right now in my school. So I want to see where they take it. And I mean, the, the, the thing is, have fun, be creative, and go for it. Right. You know what your character is, so they have to go after it and, they, and, and succeed as their character. And, and like I said, people, go check this out. We have promo skills contest number one that's all up there. Promo skills number two is up there right now, and we're getting down to the final crunch. And uh, I'm telling you, some people that are wrestling fans are going to fall in love with these characters that they developed. Right on. What are some of the rules with these uh, promo contests that you're doing? Uh, Well, the first one we did was just cutting a promo to get into the contest. And then round two, I kind of had to figure something out. And I said, you know what? Let's do iconic promos from the past. Okay. So we put all their names in a hat. We put all these iconic promos in a hat and we picked them out. And, uh, you know, we got Dusty Rhodes. We got CM Punk. We got The Rock. We got The Hitman. And just the, the cutting of these promos. Jake the Snake. This one guy did Jake the Snake. The, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? The Ezra or, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the promo. But, man, he gave me chills when he cut the promo. You know what I mean? So yeah watch the promo, create the promo in their own character and deliver it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy how good these guys are, are becoming at doing this. I, I've I always loved Jake the Snake Roberts. I always thought when I was a kid watching him, he had this cold. It scared the, sh- the shit out of me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way that he would be so calm and cold, he didn't have, because you know how all the other, you know, wrestlers back in the day were like, hey, brother, this is what we're going to, they were, you know, yeah. yelling and passionate. He just had to go, listen to me, trust me. You know, he just talked quietly. And it was like that cold, dark ice stare exactly. where even though that you knew that he was the snake, but it was like, oh God, like what, you know, we don't want to watch this, like what he's going to do. So that'd be interesting to see how that student exactly. handled that and adapted with that. And uh, the guy that uh, it, it got it was, his name is Cam Checkley. And I'm telling you, man, even guys that are in the school are going, holy shit, the reincarnation of Jake the snake. <laughs> that's how good you cut the promo you know what i mean so right. it's amazing to see these kids develop and uh come the way they are and they're all improving in the ring as well yeah i mean i got i got four guys right now that if i put them together in a ring they're over 1500 pounds probably the five of them you know what i mean so they're they're so i got one guy that's six foot seven pushing 320 so i'm i'm teaching big men i'm teaching small guys we even have a, a i guess a politically correct would be a little person yeah that's training he calls himself the canadian badass yeah and uh man this guy is incredible to, to see a little person do swantons off the top rope yeah is friggin' amazing yeah so here, since we're talking about promos, I'm going to ask you these three things. What are the three favorite promos that you you know, that you love, that you always go to? Oh, Dusty Rhodes, for sure, Hard yeah. Times. Yep. Uh, uh, I really like 
the CM Punk one from Ring of Honor. Yeah. And my last one would have to be... Uh, yeah, I'd have to say Jake the Snake. I can't remember the name of it, but the way he delivers it, it was cold and calculated. Was it and possibly that, that one that was when he was having the feud with uh, with Macho Man? It was supposed yeah. to be for that wedding? Yeah. yeah. That was creepy. Oh, I, I get shivers That's just thinking creepy. about that one. Yeah, I think it's the something of Ezra. Something of Ezra. I can't remain, uh, remember the name. But well, yeah. Let's go with this one. What's your favorite promo that you did when you were an active wrestler of oh, all time? Man, there's... Uh, I, I liked them all, but when I turned heel in Edmonton and I screwed my partner that night, that probably tops, tops it off <laughs> because I was, I'd have been a, a baby face pretty much all of my career. Yeah. And to turn on my tag team partner while having the tag team titles. Yeah. That was something else. And boy, let me tell you, they hated me. They threw all kinds of shit at me that night. Right. Well, see, I got to twist my uh, my questions around a little bit because, as a coach, I can't ask you like who is your who is your favorite student instead of. But we're gonna say this since you were an active wrestler. Who is your favorite opponent that you've wrestled? Who was the all time favorite that you always that I, say? Yeah, that you wrestled. Well, uh, really, the guy that taught me, Doctor Hannibal. Yeah. Uh, he he's famous over in Japan. Uh, his real name was Steve Gillespie. Yep. Every time we got in the ring together, I don't know if it was just because it was trainer versus student, but the chemistry we had together was incredible. Uh, but guys that I loved fighting, I, I got to uh, fight a guy by the name of Juggernaut. I don't know if you ever heard of Juggernaut. He uh, Back in the uh, 2000s, he was uh, rated number, I think, 368 or 369 in the top 500. He's another guy that made it over in Japan. And then another guy that was known for uh, Japanese hardcore uh, style wrestling by the name of Leatherface. Yeah. Those, were, those were guys that I really enjoyed working with. What are your favorite uh, areas of the country that you wrestled? Because, you know, there's always these different styles of wrestling. Different styles of wrestling up in Canada, in the U.S., Mexico, over in Japan, um, Australia. I mean, you name it. What was your favorite, like, style or country that you wrestled? at uh well i i was i was hoping to go to japan because we had a, uh back in the can-am days we had a a talent share pro, pro uh program going on with a promotion out of japan called war war at the time and uh we had been doing some talent sharing and and we had bring brought their guys over here and actually their guys came over here and won the tag titles and took them back to japan and uh, I had to send uh, Steve, uh, Steve Gillespie, Dr. Hannibal, and believe it or not, Dr. Luther, who is with AEW now, yep. over to Japan to get our belts back. So at that time, really, I, I was torn because I wanted to go, but I also had a promotion to take care of here in Canada, right? Yeah. And we, were, we were a promotion that we're doing three to four shows a week on a regular basis so it was really hard for me to go anywhere but if style wise i would have really loved to go to japan to learn the strong style there yeah well we're gonna have to say you know god god bless the gillespie family uh because you know recently i think it's getting to be maybe about a year or just a year that he passed yes uh, steve did um you know rest rest in soul uh how is it? I have. I've always wanted to ask you this. Legacy behind, you know what I oh, mean. Yeah. He, left he touched a lot of professional wrestlers here in Alberta. It, definitely. I was going to ask you this, and I, I never did. You know, off camera. What does it mean to see? Um, I, Luther is very interesting, and a lot of young fans don't know who Luther is. But like, I'm older. I know. I've seen it. You know, other than the vignettes that they showed on AEW. What does it mean to you to see Luther in AEW and American television? You know, because he's always been a legend over overseas, and he has that. It? Oh my God, bro! Yeah, it means everything to to have a friend of yours make it is absolutely incredible. Uh, 
like I say to my students now, you know what? I'm not doing this for me. Right. If I get an opportunity to live vicariously through you guys and you guys make it, I would be like a, a, a proud dad. And I told him, if you guys ever debut in WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or somewhere right. where it's big time, I'd probably break down and cry. And I'll tell yeah. you right now, when we first started talking, I was training a guy by the name of Sidney I. King Bateman. Yeah. That name should ring a bell to you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We both know where he's at right now. Killing it. Yeah. With Reginald yep. in WWE. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, bro, when that kid made it to WWE, I literally, what the first time I watched him, I shed tears because I was so goddamn right. proud that I was just able to even get in the ring and work with this kid. Yeah. You no, know, I just, just knew that to, Luther had that connection with Steve. And I, yeah. just, I had to ask you, and I, I wanted to ask you off camera, but then I was like, you know what? I've always been told I ask too many good questions that it should be on a podcast and I should just wait. Yeah. So I tried to bite my tongue and then ask you because honestly, like I remember that we had that talk and then I seen Luther. I was like, I made the connection and I'm like, dude, that has to be amazing for you guys to even see, like, especially you to see him on here. Yeah. Cause it's I don't just, know when it was the last, when was the last time that he was actually in the States? Because I've, he's always been for me to know, he's always been the legend out overseas and all those famous death matches and all that stuff yeah. overseas there. I was trying to uh, actually, I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was living, he's living in Seattle at the time that he uh, got the, the opportunity to go and try out for AEW. So, yeah, you know what? It's, long time coming for him and i'm That's really true. absolutely proud of what he's doing and i couldn't be more happier for him man like to put in all those years of going to japan i don't know how many tours he's done but just the amount of time and effort and blood and sweat and tears that he has put into this business to actually finally right. get a platform to be on is just absolutely amazing i'm i'm at I'm, uh, so proud of him. So proud of him. And yes, I even went to pro wrestling tees and got his goddamn shirt. That's how proud I am. <laughs> I always wanted to ask every, if I ever get the chance to meet him and talk to him. I always want to ask him what was his idea with the boots that he has uh, or the, the kick pads that he has, because that he's always been unique. But that's like really unique. That, to me, that reminds me of like the the the, the Cobra Commander, the G.I. Joe type of thing and i love that style those back in the day with can-am yeah. wrestling too yeah what's up pro wrestling fans this is your boy dj barbecue with the code radio network with some big big news we are blessed and honored and very grateful to be teaming up with workhorse fitness that's right workhorse fitness tj wilson's own that's right this tj wilson who brings you workhorse fitness which will help you So we talked a lot about like your favorite matches, your your favorite places that you've been at. Um, you know, we're talking about Luther and all this other stuff. Let's go to this whole detail. Let's start even more talking about the Alberta Wrestling Academy. Um, sure. You can give a tour, tell other people. We'll also get the information down, but uh, just go in depth where that uh, more detail where the Alberta Wrestling Academy came from. Um, we know we said the Can Am, uh, but like you know, give a tour. Uh, you know. Kind of go a little bit more so these people get a little bit more information because the platform's yours. Um, like I said, usually I'm I'm interviewing the uh, the athletes, not the coaches per se. So uh, here, go ahead and use the platform and give us this tour for everybody. All right. So the Alberta Wrestling Academy, like I said, is a 20 year dream of uh, of mine. Uh, I'm just wanting to give back to our business that I love so much, and I just couldn't find the right person 
to 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 trust or to get involved with. And then I finally found a guy, and I actually I started working with him as a general contractor, and yeah. I, I told him my dream. And as you know, I started with a different school, and things went south and didn't work out. So I said, why am I stopping my dream because somebody else, you know, wrecked my my passion there for a couple months. So I said, you know what? I'm passionate about this. I think I can do this on my own. And I approached him and I said, would you like to be a partner with me? Let's do this. I think we can give something back. I said, let's do something unique. Let's work with kids that wouldn't get an opportunity like this. Right. And what I did is I created the Alberta Wrestling Academy. You said the, the logo and everything looks like a throwback to the AWA. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be a throwback to the old style, the yeah. old storytelling, yeah, the old characters that people could get invested in and get invested in stories. And that's what I think today is missing. Professional wrestling is missing those stories that people can get invested in. So that's why I created this. That's why I want to do this. That's why I want to bring back the Can-Am Wrestling Federation with the F out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we got we got involved. And really, I didn't even think about bringing Can-Am back until we started working with a promotion here in Calgary. And all the fans that would come up and say, hey, do you still have the footage to Can-Am Wrestling? Because I would really love to see those matches again. Right. So that kind of got the wheels turning. So I said, you know what? Let's do it. Why can't we tell the history of Can-Am Wrestling while bringing this promotion back and leading into the new, with all these kids that are coming up, these new characters that they developed. So I said, let's go for it. And we did. And right. uh, we opened last year. Crazy that yeah. we were. During a pandemic, we opened. October the 1st, and uh, here we are, you know, six months later. Uh, we're still having a, a bit of a rough time with this pandemic, but the kids are all still here with me. Uh, in total, I probably, with coaching staff and the kids and other wrestlers that are now training at our facility, there's probably about 30 people that are coming in here uh, on a weekly basis that are training and uh, getting ready to help me recreate the Can-Am wrestling story all over again. So right. I'm really happy. I have a passionate and dedicated team of people that want to do this with me. And it means the world to me just to give something back to this business. And you know how passionate I am about oh, this yeah. business. Yep. So I, I just want to give back. I want to I want to make it better for the next generation that's coming up, the next generation of wrestling superstars. And hopefully we can get back to those those days of storytelling again, because yeah. that's when it was fun when you got invested into a character, uh, you know, that uh, you would die for because the, the villains were kicking the crap right. out of them. Hey, come on, you know, stop that crap. Get off of him. And, you, you know, sometimes fans are, are fans are everything to us. Yeah. Without them, what do we got? We right. got nothing. You know, and they I say that. They say that the attention spans aren't as uh, uh, longevity with fans these days, and I and I, I totally disagree with that because I've seen so many examples, even up to this day, of long storytelling, long term, that where if they're really good, it catches the attention span of oh, the yeah. fans, and they'll follow it. They'll get in passion. Just an example, not just because it's it's this individual company, um, but like AEW with the Cody Rose thing and his brother tag team and especially after uh mjf turned on him i'm just using this as one example because i know that how the you know these some of these fans are you know arguing with each other like wwe is better aw is better but you know mjf got something thrown at him he did the heel thing people were invested yeah. in it so if you have that good story you know brought back into it it'll work so i see yeah, that you're exactly. giving a little tour of the of the facility there when you got your drink what are those plaques over in the corner? Sorry? What were those plaques over in the corner? I seen that little tour when you were grabbing your drink. Oh, the uh, they're not. They're just uh, pictures of uh, people that have been here. Oh, I I'm thought, trying okay. To, okay. Trying to 
get it to turn here. Hang on. Here we go. All right, here we go. There we All go. Right, so we uh, we've done just uh, a few little tidbits here. Yeah. Uh, it's my inspiration. Uh, if you can see those right there. Yep. That was me back in 1991, and I'm back in the gym training to try and get back in the ring to hopefully help and uh, you know inspire some of my students to show them that. Uh, Hey, I can still do it at 54. Right. So we've had uh, Josh Alexander came in and did a seminar for us. Right on. And this is the reason I do it, right? Because of this gentleman right here. Yep, Steve. That's my man. That's my brother. And uh, I believe he's watching from up above, and he's damn proud of everything I've been doing. I right. got uh, this special angel here watching over me. That's my father that passed away in 2015. So, uh, like I said, we, uh, we've been doing a lot of great things, and the greatest thing I could have done to honor my friend is create the Stephen Gillespie Scholarship Fund. Nice. Which gives the uh, opportunity to businesses to buy a scholarship and put a kid through our program so that they can learn the art of professional wrestling. Very cool. So, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, the one ring that's an 18-foot ring, and then we have this one over here that's a 16-foot ring. And uh, there's an artist by the name of Kim Static that gave us all these beautiful renditions that she made to hang in our school to give it a little bit of class. Yeah, those so, are really yeah. cool. Uh, I think we're doing the right thing. We also have a display case downstairs that has not only the... Uh, the old belts that I used to have with Can-Am wrestling, but yeah. a lot of inspiration uh, to show these kids that championships mean a lot in our business and yeah. uh, care who you are, man. You know what? Carrying a belt means a hell of a lot. Right. So we have nine. Just out of curiosity. We have 12, bell, uh, 12 different championships in our okay. display case downstairs right now. Okay, that's what I was just going to also ask. But I also was going to ask, just out of curiosity, if some of the listeners or followers are going to kind of wonder, is there a different uh, name for each of those rings since one's taller, one's shorter? Yeah, because of the height space in here, I yeah. had to get lower to the floor so that we could still do the... The, the standing uh, suplexes and shit like that, okay. right? Okay. So really, we use the low ring for uh, doing the bigger stuff, and then the 16-foot uh, ring is for cardio, more or less, right. running the ropes and stuff like that. So, And uh, we're hoping to move into a, a different facility here in the next few months. It's a, a facility that's actually right next door to uh, the place that we're in. By the way, we are in an actual gym on the yeah. second floor. It's called the Gym Fitness Center, located in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. And there's a spot next door that's 6,300 feet. So we're we're looking at it right now, and uh, we're going to put an offer in, and hopefully we get to move over next door and uh, create what we want to create. Right on. So what? Uh, how long is your sessions, your class sessions? Do you go for like uh, 90 days, 60 days, uh, 30 days, or do you do them – um uh how do you do set that up for like people that want to start and want to uh, get going on that session and learn it's a 12-week course that we teach okay but as you no know, sometimes people take a little bit longer to get it yep so with this pandemic i've had to revamp some stuff and and and, and just change stuff around so what I try and uh, I've been trying to work at it with my team to make it affordable for these guys to stay on with us, even after their three months are up so that they can continue to learn and be part of our new promotion that we want to get out there, the Can-Am Wrestling. So we're right. hoping that kids stick around. Uh, but I mean, you know what? Wrestlers are independent contractors, man. Would I hold somebody back from going and chasing their dream? Never. But... What I've done is I've created partnerships with uh, Warrior Pro Wrestling, Universal Championship Wrestling, right. uh, NWA out of New York with Tony Capone, 
uh, a name by uh, Robert Diaz from Puerto Rico. I've created a partnership there. Uh, today, I actually got a call from Italy. So I'm trying to create a partnership with Italy. I'm trying to get partnerships in Mexico so that once these kids are trained, they have an endless possibility to go right. all over the world and become not just wrestling superstars, but international wrestling right. superstars. Right. Very cool. Because then you have you. Know, it's all about networking is what I always and I say. Got you as well for introducing yeah. me to Mr. Dunsmore. Yeah. Uh, yep. Looking forward to hopefully doing some business with him as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've always loved, I, I think when they brought that character in, man, they should have just given that character a little more time because I think he could have been one of the greatest characters that WWE ever had. I always, I, I do agree with you on that one, but I always wish that he would have gotten the opportunity to do what he did in OVW where he was Mr. F in wrestling. Because, yeah. I mean, he's a 10-time OVW uh, heavyweight world champion. Uh, just a legend down there. He's trained all the greats. One of the greatest minds. I, and not to go on to this side of it, but I have a passion because he's done a lot for, for my son, uh, him and his wife. Man, he is so underrated in professional wrestling and what he's done for wrestling in itself. I wish they would, you know... Um, I have to give Beth Phoenix props because she, you know, said something at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony about, you know, Mr. Dinsmore. So, yeah, man, he's he's a great individual, uh, a, a good person, a great mind for this uh, for the the business. And you are a yeah. great mind for the business, man. I mean, you got it. You know what it is. The passion. Like I told you yeah. before, like that's the reason why I like talking to you. I, other than you're a good person, you're a great person. But the the. The goosebumps, man, when you get talking about pro wrestling and you want to teach these kids, it reminds me of back in that day. Um, what are some of the the things now today that you really like about pro wrestling? Wow. I just love following it. I love all the different variety of wrestling that's out there. You know, like, I mean, I, I enjoy WWE, don't get me wrong. I enjoy AEW, and there's stuff that I don't enjoy from both of those. But then I have Ring of Honor. Yeah. I have MLW. I have New Japan. Yeah. So much content out there as a wrestling fan right now today. NXT UK, I think what they're doing over there and their stories that they're telling with their characters is friggin' phenomenal. Right. You know? So, I mean, NXT. Wow. You know? What a, what a great alternative thing to watch and each product is different but in the in a way it's the same it's professional wrestling but each one tells a story and that's what i love about it okay so now i got these questions for you this is going to be interesting pro wrestler as yourself coach who would be in the last two years that you've seen on to you and, and it, it can be independent it can be the big leagues, um, but who would you want to have a wrestling match with today? If you could pick today? out any, yes, if you could pick out anybody, doesn't matter who it is, independent, big name, Jeez. in the last two years There's that so you've many, seen. I'll tell you one, a couple guys that I would love to get into a, a, a wrestling story with is the Briscoes. Yes. Ring I love those two guys and what they do. And, I mean, they've been the pillar of ROH for a long time. Oh, yes. But I would love to to, to, to see, because they're, they're a couple guys that are smash mouth. And yeah. uh, some of them, some people have called me stiff. I, I, I tend to call myself snug. But, uh, yeah, I would love to have a match with one of them. And I think that it would be uh, a lot of fun. But right, then got, uh, there's got guys, the opponents. We got the opponents now. What type of match are you having? It's the Briscoes oh, versus Otto. Be hard. Who would be your tag team partner? Are you going to go one-on-one -on -one with them individually, or are you going to have a tag team partner? I would love to have a tag team partner, but I just got to find the right one. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that come to mind right now. There's my buddy that's over in Mexico that's doing some great things, Sweet Daddy Soul. Uh, there's Australian suicide that's over in Mexico as well that they're 
they're tearing it up in uh, all over the international scene. Uh, I mean, hell, I would love Dr. Luther to come back to to Canada and 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 hook up with him. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's all kinds of guys I could call up. But uh, yeah, I would love. There's so many guys in this business right now that are just oh my god, it's so incredible to watch Finn Balor, yeah, uh, Ricochet, uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, guys that are, you know, they're underrated. They're not utilized as much as they should be. Yeah. Uh, oh, given the opportunity, I think anybody at the top right now that is there, if given the right opportunities, I think they uh, they can get that proverbial brass ring and yeah. take it to the next level. You know what I mean? So right. there's so many guys out there. You know who I would love, love to see is... Uh, Damn it! What's his name now? English wrestler, not not Jack Sabre Jr. What's the other guy over from England as well? I can't remember his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. He's phenomenal. He's another uh, guy like Ricochet, and him and Ricochet had so Kip? many good matches. Is it Kip Saban? No, no, no. He's an Will English Ospreay? wrestler. Yes. Will Ospreay, I think, is so underrated. I think one of the big promotions better sweep that guy up, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, that guy's going to be something else. Okay, so we got all these wrestlers that you'd like, you know, that you like or you would pick. Let's go with this this scenario. You're going one-on-one -on -one okay. with one of the Briscoes. You, ha you get to choose which Briscoe. But one-on-one, -on -one, which match are you having? It's got to be a cage match. Ah, uh, yes. Any, any, I'm, any, not, any, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of any kind of weapons. I'm not afraid of a table. I'm I was not just afraid gonna of... ask you. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Are you <laughs> going for the regular cage match? Or are you going for that like asylum, or, like psycho uh, warden? Yeah. Yeah. No, anything goes, man. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd and be interesting. Guys, wrestling fans, there's no way to fake a chair shot. There's no way to fake a table. <laughs> Okay, what we do inside that ring, we do. Get it through your heads. We're not faking anything. <laughs> I, I, I have to apologize to Mr. Briscoe, and I, I'll say it to both of them. I apologize because I'm just picturing this this power bomb through a, a couple tables pretty damn hard from old Auto <laughs> here. Uh, I don't know why, but I just, yeah, I see this regret. Yeah, yeah, that match would be, that'd be awesome. You guys okay, are well, awesome. And I would love to work with any one of them. I would love to have any one of them come here right. to do a seminar for my kids. It would be awesome, man, just all the way around, you know. Just, even to meet those guys and, and, and pick their brain for, yeah. uh, for a day would be incredible. Do you – does any match particular stand out that they've had or any opponents that they've went against that just sticks out that just goes, man, that caught you, that just said these guys just absolutely just – they blow me out of the Bloody water. Ice. I still get goosebumps watching Will Ospreay and Ricochet work together in New Japan. Oh, we were just talking about that match last night. Just to watch those two mimic each other and the stuff that they counter each other with is yeah. absolutely mind-boggling to me. Well, actually, I wish I was that athletically capable of doing stuff that they do. Like, they're I, just incredible, man. I actually have to say the same thing about them because I've watched that on YouTube over and over again. I'll repeat it from the beginning where they start just – it's just quick. It's smooth. No one hesitates. No one stops, and they're going back and forth, and then they finally stop, and the crowd just gets into it. Yes. You know, it's, it's just that crowd passion. Um, one of the other things that I was going to ask you is besides Will Ospreay, and, uh, you know, Ricochet, is there any other match that's compared to that that sticks out to you? That would be in the, in the level. And uh, the one that Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly had, that smash mouth, man, where uh, yeah. he got his jaw broken with something else. I tell you what, though, one thing that also sticks out to me is the match between it's Kyle O'Reilly. This, this was in Ring of Honor. This is way back. But it was Kyle O'Reilly versus um, uh, who was now? I, now I, I completely forgot. Um, he's going against him in, in NXT right now. Uh huh. Um, oh, the leader. Yeah. Bebe. Yeah, Bebe. 
Um, God, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Why did I forget that? Oh yeah, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. I apologize. Anyway, it's Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. They had a you know a stiff like I mean every shot count, every shot hit, every connected. That's one of those matches that I can pair with that Will Osprey. Uh, you know so. Um, the one thing that I want to know is, being such a historian to professional wrestling, who is your top five? Because we're getting down to the end of the My show. My Mount Rushmore? Yes, your top five, your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers. Doesn't matter where they come from. Who is that that shrine that you would pick? The one that I would pick? Well, it's got to be, you know, Brett the Hitman Hart. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and you got to give it to Ric Flair, man. What he's yeah. done for this sport is just. So uh, even though that I'll probably be posting this in another day, the fans will realize this because I said I said St. Patrick's Day and I'm wearing my green so I don't get pinched or get punched in the face. Um, it's an anniversary today of the iconic uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Versus the iconic Rock. Now, where were you at when that match happened at WrestleMania? Who was it? Uh, it was Rock Hulk Hogan and, and The Rock going one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. I was watching that right from the privacy of my own uh, house. And, uh, yeah, that was something else. I'll, I'll give it to uh, Hogan and The Rock. They tore it up that night. Yeah. And uh, what I think The Rock, even though... It was an icon against icon. He actually, I think, brought that Hulkamania back. Yeah. That night. Yeah. Because the fans, you know, they saw that the that Hogan could still go. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I credit The Rock for bringing Hogan back to, to where he should have been. You know what I mean? I mean, I love the heel turn that he did. And that, that was iconic in itself in our industry uh, yeah. because it changed everything. And another one that I wish would have done that that same kind of a heel turn would be John Cena. Yes. I, I mean, the yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the people, you know, I think are a little sour on this guy. But you got to give a guy credit that has been on top of the industry right. for as long as he did. Right. That's something else, man, to stay on top of things that long and be the number one guy for one company. And to put your heart and soul in everything that you do, that guy doesn't get enough credit, man. And I hope that WWE gives him his swan song when he's ready to, you know, hang it up for good. I've always said this. You had Rocky Maivia knew that he couldn't be all smiles. The fans weren't liking it. So he had to change to The Rock, to this arrogant, you know, well-talked, well-promo-driven, uh, like, character definitely great in the ring. But then you also had that with Hulk Hogan. They knew at one point that the the prayers, the vitamins wasn't working. So, you know, they had to go to that heel character. Just like with John yeah. Cena, I've always said, he's played out that nice, smiley, never give up. At this point, you have the, the kids that started that are old enough to see the change. You know, you'll still have them buy merch. They'll buy the merch. Uh, yes, I agree. Thank you for saying that because he needed to be healed a long time ago, like everybody else has said. It's, I it's time. 100%. Last year's WrestleMania, they did this little um, cinematic match, and it was him wearing the NWO colors. People popped more on social media for that than he usually gets when he's in the ring. Could you imagine if he came back as the NWO leader? Oh, my God. Oh, just come back and just run roughshod being a heel in general? Yeah. I would like, love it. I was thinking that he, I wish he would have done that, and God rest Shad Gaspar's soul. I yeah. wish that he, they could have done that with the chain gang, with him and yeah. JTG and John Cena doing a heel, running rough shot. Um, I think it, this would be the perfect time to try to do something similar to that and kind of take it over. I, oh, he's already committed to next year's WrestleMania in Hollywood, so yeah, you never know what could happen, right? Right. Um, I also got to ask these last three questions that I always do, okay. and it's just random ones. And since I'm, and you know, and a lot of people don't know, but some of them do if they keep watching this, I've won three to four championships in barbecue. 
uh, that are in Grand Slam, and then People's Choice is another like three or four. Um, so I'm gonna start with these. Do you go for good old dry rub barbecue, or do you go for the old sloppy wet, good tasting barbecue sauce ribs barbecue? Oh, you gotta have the barbecue sauce. The sloppier, the better. It's it it, it ain't fun if unless it's uh messy. That's what I always say. That's right. That's okay, right. so now we're we're kind of in two. We're obviously in two different areas of the world. Do you go with Coke? Or do you go with Pepsi if you're going to drink a soda? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to disappoint you, but I'm staying away from soda. <laughs> because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get back and healthy again. So, yeah. But when I enjoy something, I you know what? I'm actually a Diet Coke guy. So Okay. All right. Here's my next question. <clears throat> Sports teams-wise, and this is going to be interesting. Do you go well? I'll, I'll say this league-wise. Do you go with the CFL or the NFL? CFL all the way. <laughs> I tried. You can't. You can't hate me for trying. <laughs> no, you can't. Actually, no, no. I enjoy the CFL because you know what? We get our first down in three, baby. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and here's the thing. And don't get mad at me. I didn't pick the team. He got drafted there. But I, we have a connection to the CFL football league is the fact that Chris Strebler, that used to be USD Coyote quarterback, was the Montebo or Montebo uh, quarterback that won the, the championship up there in the CFL this last the, the last season or whatever. So please don't hate me. I know that the there you guys are as serious of those teams as just we are here with our football teams. But yeah, that's that. The, I love I love the CFL. I really do. I wish it was yeah. televised more down here. Uh, I think it's it's great. Um, a lot of people don't realize that the goalposts, if they haven't changed yet, but the goalposts are sitting in the same position as what the NFL used to have. Well, before it was the NFL, but that's the way that they had the goalposts way back in the day. Yeah, because you were on. I think I think you were on the twenty-five yard line, uh, or yeah, I think you were on the twenty-five yard line doing field goals at that time back then, uh, before it was the NFL and they moved the goalposts and then you know you're on the on the fifteen or whatever it is, the ten. Yeah, but yeah. Well, this is the time of the show to get all your information out, and I encourage you to send that through Messenger so I can put that on the description below of the you video bet. that's going to be on YouTube. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can always find us on Twitter. Uh, we do have a link tree that's going to be in the description. So our uh, link is in the bio, basically. Uh, merch link's there. But uh, go ahead, Otto. Go ahead and tell all the fans and the listeners where they can find you, what links, all and right. we'll have them in so the, the message and comments below. All right. Anything that uh, you guys want to search up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is the Alberta Wrestling Academy. Look for the uh, resurrection of the Can-Am Wrestling Federation coming to our YouTube channel real soon. And uh, www.albertawrestlingacademy.com if you want to check out our website. And uh, I'm trying to put up uh, a message every day to inspire my kids. And uh, you know what? I'm having the greatest time of my life. I'm 54. I'm getting back in shape. I'm going to make a return to the ring, not only to inspire my kids that are here at this school, but you know what? To inspire any other 54-year-old guy that wants to do something with his life and get back in shape and get right. back in the ring or get back in whatever sport that they love. Right on. Right on. Otto, it's always been a, a, a blessing to talk to you. Um, hopefully after we're done here with the show that we can talk a little bit more after the show. But, man, thank you. Uh, congratulations with this Wrestling Academy. Um, it, it brings the passion that you guys all have there, plus the legacy that you guys got there, just is, is just shows the bright future for the next generation and, and, and past and past and, and just – so on and so on. So it, it's very for having me on. Finally, I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this, brother. Right. It's been no, a year in the making. Definitely. definitely. You know what? I'm so happy. And uh, anytime you want me to come on here, I thank you again for the introduction to Mr. Dunsmore. Yeah. And uh, I'll be looking for uh, Mr. T.J. Wilson, uh, Tyson Kid. Will be getting me that sponsorship that you want, brother. And uh, let's <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. To the next level, baby. Take it to the next level. Yes. No. Thank you. God bless. 
And like I said, it's reassuring to see that we have great facility schools, great coaches, passionate coaches. As a pro wrestling fan, um, as a I guess I, you could consider me as a historian, um, man, it, it's just it's it's appreciative. So this is Otto. My name is DJ Barbecue. Everybody, peace and have a good day. Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today.